They are currently not on my deletion list because they do have magic within them. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 53. My name is Tom Van Zandt, and I'm your host. And with me this week are two very special co-hosts. I have the lovely and the talented Miss Akita Oaki. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Akita. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. It's, it's been far too um, long. I, I'm very happy to have you back. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Um, after coming back from Katsukan, which is a con known for its lighting and its cosplay, which in fact is oversaturated with cosplay. This is a place where you go and you're trying to see if you can see somebody with normal clothes on. Like, look, <laughs> that person has on a T-shirt. Take a picture of him. Look, He's it's not cosplay. It's a normal civilian. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> Nice. Well, we will hear more about Katsukan. But first, let me introduce our other co-host for the evening. An old friend of mine. We go way back. He's also the man I attribute with my podcasting career, really. I mean, if it wasn't for him giving me my start, I don't even think I'd be doing this. From the former Geek League of America League cast... The head honcho of the Geek League of America himself, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeff Carter. Thank you, Tom. This is a big honor for you. It is, absolutely. I'm here on your podcast. It's ridiculous. I was thinking about this. I've been podcasting now. Well, I did almost three years with So Wizard, and then I've done over a year with Not Another Nerdy Podcast, and... In all that time, I've never had you on one of those two shows. I'm like, that is really ridiculous. I mean, granted, you had your own show going on for forever and a day. I mean, you had that, what was it, five years, right? Yeah, it was uh, yeah, five years. We started in 2012, and we ended on the, uh, the end of uh, January. So, yeah, yeah. Well, five you just years. celebrated your final episode of not too long ago, about a month and a half ago, right? Yep, so. yep, we're all, we're all done right now. Well, it's nice to have you back. It's nice to hear your voice on the interwebs once again. Welcome. Thank you, Tom. And remember, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. Right on. (laughs) So I'm going to queue up social media presence, and then I'm going to give you guys a chance to pimp whatever you would like to pimp. But first, I'm going to hand it over to Virtual J Money, my co-host who... (sighs) Let me have a quick rant. Would you? Do you guys mind if I rant for a moment? No, no. Okay. Go ahead. So, rant away. This is the first show in almost a month of not another ner- first not another nerdy podcast in nearly a month, and that is because for those who may not be aware out there in Not Nation, my wife had our son Zach attack. Zachary Michael Van Zant was born on January 27th. Ironically enough, D Rock's birthday. So he congratulations. Now, thank you, sir. So he now shares a birthday with the Deist of Rocks, my other co-host. But those two clowns, D Rock and J Money, and I call them clowns because um, they are. They were supposed to carry on and record weekly during my absence, during my little baby hiatus. In fact, I had talked to you, Jeff, about 
maybe stepping in and recording with them because they don't feel comfortable hosting. So I thought you'd be good to fill in for that. I also, or I should say Russ from Aussie in the Palm, he offered to record with them. Uh, I had numerous people step up and say they would record with them. And they couldn't make any of it happen. So three weeks went by without any new content. And Jeff, you know better than anybody. If you're not putting out regular content, you're going to lose listeners. Very true. I mean, it's I, your, your show is going to suffer. I mean, it's the same thing for being a cosplayer. Like, if you don't actually put out new costumes or new stuff, people aren't going to come back to your page because there's literally nothing for them to see. Even though I didn't really cosplay because part of my thing is also fashion. Yeah. I still was doing fashion pictures if I didn't have any cosplay. Right. So you were giving people a reason to come back. Yes. So these two, these two were not giving anyone a reason to come back. People it's all pre- about consistency, Tom. you got to have consistency. Thank you, Jeff. That's the key I, word I was looking for, consistency. I have to say, I seriously doubt uh, Jay Money and D-Rock's commitment to Sparkle Motion. Well, <laughs> ironically enough, I doubt it as well, which is why we are here tonight recording without them, my friends. You two were both nice enough to join me, and I thank you for that. Because I wanted to talk about Black Panther, and we are going to do that. But first, I will queue up Virtual J Money and let him talk all about Not Another Nerdy Podcast social media. So, Virtual J Money, please do that for me. Okay, Tom. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash notpodcast1. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, both at NotPodcast1. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, NerdPodcastMafia.com. And we are also on Podknife.com. You are so money and you don't even know it. Thank you, Virtual J Money. It was nice to hear J Money's voice in some capacity in this episode. It would have been nice to hear the real, actual J Money, but again, he couldn't be bothered. Enough of that. I'm not going to complain about my co-hosts anymore. Hopefully they will be back next week. I intend to still... I'm See, now I was planning on taking a couple months off, and here I got sucked back into it. You see how that happens? Um, what could they be doing that's so important that they had to miss this? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> Derek would rather go toy hunting on a Thursday than record a podcast. I, how many toys does he actually own? Oh, my God. One of these days, he's actually going to take pictures of his toy room. It's pretty impressive. I will I will say that. But it's ridiculous. He, he puts me to shame as far as collecting. So it's like, I'm sorry, Tom. I can't be here because I have to go out to Kmart in Pennsylvania to get this Black <laughs> Series Zuckus figure. <laughs> Something like that. His, his big kick lately has been the Batman, the Lego Batman blind bags. No, he has. He has to get the Thor pop that they've been, uh, you know, that they basically leaked yeah. with, with his new hammer. Right. And both eyes. There's another yeah. little spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. I don't know. They, You're right, Jeff. It's all about commitment. And you know how frustrating that can be when your co-hosts aren't as committed as you are. Listen, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of nerd podcasts out there. And if you don't. Yeah, if you don't establish consistency each week, people are going to forget about you. That's right. Move, move on to the next, you know, podcast featuring three dumpy white guys talking about <laughs> Star Wars for the exactly. 300th time. Exactly. But tonight we're doing well. We only have two dumpy white guys and a beautiful black chick, so we're doing all right. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that our social media is out of the way and we've slammed D-Rock and J-Money and they're not here to defend themselves, so we'll, we'll stop doing that. Let's turn it over to Miss Akita Oaki. Akita, why don't you tell everyone in Not Nation where they can find all things Akita Oaki cosplay? On my Facebook, you can follow me at Akita Oaki Cosplay. On my Twitter, you can follow my handle, um, Akita Oaki, which I have some very interesting news. Mm-hmm. I actually went viral because of my Asuka from WWE Cosplay, the Empress of Tomorrow, and Sasha Banks. Really? Like them, themselves. Yes. The, the Sasha wrestler. Banks from nice. WWE. Sasha Banks and the Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow. So. That's amazing. My girlfriend loves Asuka. She, that's her favorite wrestler. Well, you know, Jay Money was tooting his horn a few weeks ago because he went to a WWE, I think it was Monday Night Raw, down in Connecticut. And the Woken One himself, Mr. Matt Hardy, actually liked and I believe retweeted one of his tweets. So he was very... Asuka liked and retweeted five tweets of mine. But Damn. But went viral with over 2,315 likes and over 500 retweets. Nice. So I was like, whoa. So now I guess I can kind of consider myself cos famous. Not that I care <laughs> about it because I don't think I'm that famous. But apparently now I can actually say, hey, I'm cos famous because I was recognized by an actual celebrity. Boom. I care. But nice. boom. Cos famous status now, finally, after almost 15 years of cosplaying. <laughs> you have arrived. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, check out Akita and all that she does. And she does occasionally post some of her cosplays on the Not Another Nerdy podcast Facebook page, which is nice. Thank you for that content. Glad someone's posting some content on there. Just saying. (coughs) So Mr. Jeff Carter, now that you're not podcasting on the regular, what are you up to these days? Uh, About (laughs) (laughs) 5'9". Zing! Wahoo! Uh, Hey, uh... I don't know. I'm not saying anything right now. I'm just we're taking a break, uh, rethinking the whole brand of Geek League of America, what we're going to do next. There is some talk of maybe doing some videos, maybe uh, a video show instead of a podcast, like a YouTube channel. Yeah, maybe like a YouTube channel. Cool. Um, that, that just takes a lot, a lot of work, though. Right. a lot of time that, you know, we just don't have right now. So Are you we sure still you have want to do a Patreon and like wear lingerie and I don't think anyone wants to see that. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Patreon's oh. really popular for that stuff. That's a, rebra- that's a rebranding tool I'm sure right there. there are plenty of people out there who would want to see Adam Moreau in a thong. Delete! I am not one of them. No, <laughs> nor am I. But, but, but we, uh, someone might so- be willing to pay for <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we did. Uh, we have 211, I think, episodes of the Geek League of America Leadcast in the archives. On you can find that on iTunes. You can find it at uh, geekleagueofamerica.com. I hope to do some more articles soon. Uh, in the meantime, we have our Facebook page, which is very active. Uh, over 7,400 fans right now. Nice. Uh, we post news stories there every day. We post memes. We post our daily poll question. I do enjoy the daily poll. Today's Tuesday. We had. Which is better, Blade or Blade 2? Right now, Blade is the first Blade is winning. Of course. Surprise. Well, I prefer Blade 2. Del Toro is a better director. I agree that he's a better director, but Blade 1 had the better villain. Yeah. 
Well, you think uh, Stephen Dorff was better than the Reapers or whatever the um, what's his face? I love I, I love Stephen. The guy whose mouth opened up. Yeah, I don't remember his name. That guy was cool. I love Stephen Dorff. Now I love nah, Stephen. I like Dorf. the pasty guy that needed to get a uh, um, a pan. Some motherfucker well, is always trying first, to ice skate uphill. Yeah, I was just about to say that the, the first blade has the best, you know, one of the best lines in movie history. So it's hard <laughs> to top that. He's great. Stephen Dorff's great. We're all adults here. We're all adults here. Love Stephen Dorff. All right. Well, well, that's about it for me. For but if people want to check out the Geek League, where can they go? Where, where do they want to go for that? Facebook.com slash Geek League of America. Twitter at the Geek League. That's about it for right now. And the website is geekleagueofamerica.com, but it hasn't been updated in a while. So we're, we're, we're rethinking things. So stay tuned. Right. You're going to be active on Patreon soon. Yes, come see me very soon wearing a uh, teddy and garter belts. Maybe so. it, it's a very, very uh, uh, Dr. Frank Inferter type situation. Uh, that's frightening. <laughs> rebranding? Yeah, that is a definite rebrand. Absolutely. Oh, I might have something interesting going on here, folks. Hold on, bear with me. I just received word from somebody. This is very exciting. Is it Woken Matt Hardy? <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Delete. He should delete my co-hosts. <laughs> I have to say, though, I mean, I'm not to digress here, but uh, the, the whole Matt Hardy thing, WWE is not working. Like, it's way better when they're in the... Uh, I agree. I agree. You know what I think? Ashley, where TNA or whatever it was. Can I be honest? I'll tell you what I think it is. Now, I'm not as big of a wrestling wonk as my co-hosts, so I'm not going to pretend to be some expert, but I'll tell you my theory. My theory is that there was too much of a break in between when they left TNA and they came to WWE. Originally, they weren't allowed to use that gimmick. Right, so it kind of lost it its kind of lost its luster. So it would have been a more seamless transition if they could have come right over and done the gimmick from the get-go but i think because there was almost a year that they were trying to get by without the gimmick that once he came back with the woken quote-unquote hashtag woken it just yeah. didn't have the same impact as the broken character did plus uh, part of the charm of the uh the original stuff at tna was that like, all the cheesy you know low budget videos they would do like all these little mini movies they would do and the matches outside of the hardy compound and whatnot oh yeah it was awesome when like when, when they were going after the goal the quest for the gold and they yeah would, yeah they yeah. would they use uh into the pond and the boat yeah, and, the, and they used vanguard one their little uh yeah their, their little whatever it's called there the Oh my god, I'm brain farting. Vanguard one. Yeah, what is that thing called? The drone. Drone, thank you. Their drone would transport them places. <laughs> yeah, and WWE's schedule is so brutal that they just there's no time yeah. for them to shoot any of that stuff. It's just you know Matt Hardy sitting in front of a green screen or whatever. I agree. It's just not. I happening. don't know that much about WWE at all. I literally just like Oscar. That is it. I like Oscar. The end. <laughs> That's where it ends for me. If you like Oscar, you should also check out uh, Kari Sane, K-A-R-I-S-A-N-E, I believe. it's. She's another uh, Japanese wrestler. She's awesome. Is she, she the dressed- one who just won, like, the? they had, like, a contest, and she won the best uh, re- female wrestler out of the whatever the hell it was called? I this, don't know. But, this uh, is where I need Jay Money, because Jay Money would know exactly what this was about. He's, like, Mr. Wrestler. She wears, like, a silvery hat and... 
anchors on her uniform. She's like a crazy pirate Asian chick. Yeah, that's the girl. That's the one that Jay Money was telling me about. She won. That's what I heard about too. People yeah. were saying you should totally. Now, if people sell me on the gimmick and I go and I don't like her, I'm gonna be like, Nah, man, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, nah, bruh, nah, bruh, <laughs> nah, bruh. Wakanda forever. Nice. Nah, bruh, yeah. going back. <laughs> Wakanda forever. I love it. Jay Money just messaged me that he is available. I'm not redoing the intro. I'm just going to add him in where we're at. I'm not down with this. You know, you asked us, Tom. I don't, <laughs> no. I don't appreciate this. Suddenly we're not good enough. We don't let foreigners into Wakanda. And right now he's a foreigner. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> While we're waiting on him. The, the main event tonight, what I have everyone here for, is we are going to discuss the newest release from Marvel Studios and that of course is what Akita Black Panther and it is Black History Month so it's awesome yes absolutely very fitting so we are going to discuss and review and it will be a spoiler filled review so if you haven't already seen the movie and I can't imagine by now you haven't uh, you have been bad for you yeah that's right you're going to have to pause and come back or if you don't care that's fine as well but we will be openly spoiling the movie and talking about it. But before we get into all that, it's like I said, it's been weeks since we've recorded a new episode, and a lot has happened in those last few weeks. The Super Bowl came and went, and uh, obviously, as Jeff and I will attest, it did not end the way we wanted it to, but that's okay. <sighs> I want to talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to be sore losers. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, Patriot, we'll get them next year, Jeff. We'll get them next year. Uh, but... There were a lot of. Um, let me one up you. Okay. My team is from Cleveland, and we have the most dedicated fans. Ooh. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I am sorry to hear that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We go tailgating. We had a parade because we lost so many times in a row to commemorate the fact that we lost <laughs> so many times in a row that it is a record. I think if we actually start winning, people's spirits will be broken. Right. They'll be like, oh, God, they're winning. They won't we know, what, know to what to do with our lives. <laughs> no. Well, that, I will say. as a didn't win, but my team never wins. Well, as a lifelong Red Sox fan, I will say it was weird after they won in 04 because I was so used to them not winning. It was almost like I just accepted that they were never going to win the World Series. So then when they actually did win, it was it was kind of jarring, actually. Shocking. And actually, I think, too, you have to think about it from the fact of being a comic book fan. I think people like the underdog. And the teams that don't win that people are cheering for are kind of like that underdog character that's not like, oh, I'm going to beat everybody. Because people hope that the um, underdog will win at some point, but it gets them riled up with the idea that they might possibly win sometime in the Far, 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 far future. Well, people can be excited then because in this case of this year's Super Bowl, the underdog definitely won. The Eagles won, deservedly. So, And that's all we're going to talk about that. We're going to just stop talking about that right now. But we did have some awesome movie trailers that dropped during the Super Bowl, and I think it's worth discussing those. So what do you want to talk about first? Uh, Jeff, why don't you pick a trailer? Which trailer did you see... What did you think of it? What was most exciting for you? Uh, during the Super Bowl, uh, yes, I'd say the uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes. For the trailer that they released the next day. 
right. was uh, probably the most exciting thing for me. Like I just like shushed the whole room. I was like, when I, you know, when that when I knew what it was gonna be, when it was apparent that it was gonna be a Han Solo trailer, I was like, everybody, shut up! <laughs> this is very important. Childish <laughs> Gambino is playing Lando. I have to. <laughs> that's right uh because i mean you guys know the whole story i mean this is a movie that has been talked about not in the best in, in the best terms leading up to the release of this trailer people are like i don't know about this alden einer i kid i don't know if this movie is necessary who cares about young han solo they can never replace harrison ford that you know the lord and miller the original directors were fired by kathleen kennedy when they finished like 75 percent of the movie and they brought ron howard in to like reshoot the whole thing basically so you know lots of lots of problems with this movie yeah there's lots of controversy and lots of i actually thought it was going to be a comedy because i mean i know i've seen him do serious acting but i remember like keyboard kid and all of the stuff that childish gambino had before he was doing music so when I saw him, I like it's like when I see Jamie Foxx trying to act serious, yeah. I automatically think it's a comedy. So I right. actually thought it was a Star Wars spoof. Right. That it was gonna be like a funny solo movie. Well to That's be honest, I Akita I it was a comedy. To be honest, Akita, I think Lord Miller thought that as well, and that's why they got fired off the movie. I think they were treating it like a comedy. Yeah, that's the all the big reports coming out of the yeah, the trade the trade publications were that uh, Kennedy fired them because they were making things far too comedic mm-hmm. and you know, tonally off for Just a Star Wars movie. So. Goofy, yeah, goofy. Yeah, um, which I feel bad for those guys. Those are, they're really talented guys. Oh yeah, uh, they did the Lego movie for God's sakes. That's one yeah. of the greatest movies of our generation. They're the kings of um, taking a bad idea and making gold out of it. Like you know, Twenty One Jump Street movie. That when people heard about that, like that's going to be stupid and turned out to be really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the like movie, same thing. Like, how are you gonna make? I a still want to get high enough one day to see somebody's head turn into an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it seems interesting. The views of Akito Aki do not necessarily reflect the views of everyone here at Not Another Nerdy Podcast. Thank you. We do not condone <laughs> drug use. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So I think the consensus, though, now that this trailer is out for Solo, is that people are like really surprised by how awesome it looks mm. i mean the, just the photography the cinematography donald glover's lando the falcon the action scenes the only thing that you hear uh negative about it right now the chatter on the comment threads is all the iraq doesn't sound like han doesn't look like han well he's supposed to be a younger version of han so he's yeah. not going to sound exactly like him right. i think if he has some of the same mannerisms and that cocky attitude you're going to get the essence of han solo and that's really all he you got need. the same crappy hairstyle harrison ford had when he was in his <laughs> 30s or whenever he started because he was like like old as crap when he decided to finally get into acting and i always forget that right until i realize he's like 70 something now yep yeah i'm excited to see it though it's it looks spectacular it looks like a uh you know, a young con man type movie mixed with like a Western. There's some Western elements in there. And uh, we're going to get to see Han meet Chewie and Lando looking awesome and smooth. Do you guys notice that uh, it looks like Lando was wearing a Gordon Gar trail shirt? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then the other shot of him where he's, <laughs> he's got the big fur, like big coat on. I'm like, look at the pimp. Look at the and space it pimp. And like they kind of like put fake sideburns on 
on the actor because he couldn't grow like nice thick ones. <laughs> so it kind of looks like he's wearing fake sideburns to have like the Lando. No way, man. Donald Glover definitely grew those sideburns out. Okay. That's all. <laughs> it probably took him a while because knowing him and knowing his acting career, he doesn't seem like a person. No, no, no offense to him that just has like he wakes up and has a full beard or anything. Like that. <laughs> he has a baby he's... face, so. Yeah, I think he's gonna crush that. Took him seven months to grow those sideburns. <laughs> I actually think, like you, Jeff, I think he's gonna steal the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lando is gonna be the breakout character there, and hopefully, hopefully Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca, and I don't think Chewbacca gets enough screen time. He's a great character. Yeah, people were a little mad about Last Jedi kind of shunting Chewie off to the side, but uh, he's gonna get his chance to shine here in the Solo story. I think. Yep, it should be good. I- the only thing I worry about really is uh, Amelia Clark. Outside of Game of Thrones, she hasn't really impressed me with anything she's done. And uh, she's the main lead uh, actress in this movie. So hopefully mm-hmm. she's good. Well, I love Tandy Newton. So I'm eager to oh, see yeah. what she's going to do. And I like Woody Harrelson. So the cast is good. I mean, and it- I thought I saw, but I might be mistaken. It looked like they had Taraja P. Henson in one in some area, but I don't know. Maybe that was Sandy Newton. No, that was Sandy Newton. Yeah. Okay. Well, she aged very differently and looks very different now that she looks. Yeah. But I did just glance at her and I just kind of saw hair in a black person, and you know, all black people look alike. So I didn't realize. That you 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 said it. I did not say that. Once again, the views of Akito Aki do not reflect the views. <laughs> Thirty podcast. <laughs> God, I love you, Akita. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I like Amelia Clark, but it definitely it feels like because she's there with him in the speeder when he's young, like racing around on the street, and then all of a sudden, when they're older, and he runs into her again at that looks like some kind of a societal party, and she's all like fancy like she grew up and he didn't that kind of a thing had who that, is she supposed to be though we that's what i'm confused we about. don't know i what's the character's name jeff i know they've rev- her name is kira yeah they've revealed her name but they haven't told us anything about her i get the impression that it's one of those situations where they knew each other when he was young and rebellious and then she moved on she got she went off world off corellia like i i assume they're on corellia together when they're younger and then she moves on and and moves up in the world and in the empire, maybe even, and he doesn't. And then he runs into her years later. And that's when she makes that comment, you know, I'm the only one here who knows what you really are. And then he says, Oh yeah, what's that? You know? So Hmm. they, they kind of give you that idea that there's going to be that kind of a thing going on. I don't know. Look, I always wanted to see him win the Falcon from Lando. I wanted to see how that went down. We're going to get to see that. I always wanted to see how he met Chewbacca. We're going to get to see that. So if they stick the landing on those two things, I'm going to like this movie. The rest what of it is... Isn't, what if it is in a really cool way? What if he just beat him in like a game of like dice or like whatever... Well, yeah, the, the rumor... games would be... I mean, according, like, to, according to all the EU stuff, didn't he win it in a card game, Jeff? Yeah, Sabic. Oh, okay. Sabic, yeah. So... What is that, futuristic poker? Yeah, something like that. Or, well, it wouldn't be futuristic because this happened in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. Uh, it's, so. like, it's like Intergalactic Uno. There you go. <laughs> wow. Intergalactic Uno. That, and that, that, was, sucks, that sucks to lose your ship to somebody in Intergalactic Uno. 
Yeah, I, watched, I would I, imagine that the cards would still be the same colors, except for they would have like star print and galaxy yeah. print that you have to match or something. Yeah, it's, it it looks good. I agree. I'm excited for it. I I was skeptical like everyone else initially, especially after hearing about the directors getting fired and whatnot. But I'm going to give it a chance. And obviously, look, you're never going to find someone who looks enough like Harrison Ford that you're going to believe it's Har- a young Harrison Ford. You just have to kind of suspend your disbelief like with ewan mcgregor you could always just cg him like well, no, everybody no, else but been doing look, characters ewan mcgregor does not look like alec guinness but we all believed he was obi-wan in those prequels i mean he was the character of obi-wan so you just have to you have to feel that way about this character this guy what's his name jeff i'm sorry Alden Eidenreich. Yeah, so you just have to believe that about this guy, that he's got the chops to be the Han Solo character. Obviously, he's never going to be Harrison Ford, but he could be Han Solo. Yeah, check out um, Hail Caesar by the uh, Coen brothers. Alden Eidenreich is in that movie. He kills it in in his little uh, supporting role. He's really good. Uh, I'm more concerned about the story of the film. Like if the story is compelling, I don't care if anybody's doing a Harrison Ford impression. I just need to buy this guy as a young cocky space pilot mm-hmm. and the rest will take care of itself. I mean, just tell a good story. I'm not worried about, you know, anybody doing a perfect Harrison Ford impression. It's just not going to happen. No, it's not. No. And well, you... I just usually go in with lowered expectations of right. anything I watch so that when it's not as good, I can say I had a good time that it was decent. Unless I fall asleep like I did when I went to go see Rogue One when I was tired. Oh, my I, goodness. I like, literally fell oh. asleep in the theater until oh Darth Vader came out. Okay. I woke up. That's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. How could you fall asleep in that? <laughs> I didn't get enough sleep, and they were doing a lot of talking and a lot of blah, 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 blah. And I thought there was going to be more lightsaber battles, more blowing up, more space like what I was used to. And it was kind of like... I don't know who the hell this girl is, and they're talking, and then there's some more talking, and then Darth Vader shows up at the end. I'm well, like, it was, I mean, the, the last third of that movie was a flat-out war movie. I mean, it was amazing. So uh, there, no one could sleep through that. But hopefully you rewatched it again, and you got to see the whole movie from no, start to... No, because I would probably fall asleep again. Akita, you're breaking <laughs> my sorry. Heart. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> That's okay. All right, so that's Solo, a Star Wars trailer, or a Star Wars story. We're all looking forward to that, I guess. And uh, breaking news, I get something amazing is about to happen, folks. You guys ready for this? I, I know Not Nation is going to be very happy. Zack Snyder has been rehired on no. the DC movie. Oh. No. <laughs> He's doing Justice League 2. No! <laughs> Here comes the money! Ladies and gentlemen, the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money, has joined us. What's going on, dude? Akita Oaki, Senior Bo, Jeff Carter. I knew you'd come. <laughs> yes, yes. And we didn't know you were coming, but we're glad you're here. <laughs> I do what I can. Awesome. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Black Panther, but we were just actually quickly discussing the Super Bowl trailers. Mm-hmm. Now I see, now I have to take back all the shit I talked about you earlier because you actually showed up. Well, Tom, I would have, I was in the movie. You, oh, you were? Yeah, I wasn't like just sitting here playing Star Wars Battlefront. Well, you were at Black Panther. Yeah, oh, my no. second screening. Oh, cool. 
All right. So when I got out, I looked at my phone and I said, "Oh shit!" And I got in my, you know, my Honda Accord and I sped home as fast as I could. Awesome. Well, that's good. It's fresh in your mind then, because we will be talking about that. But anyway, we just talked about Solo, a Star Wars story, the trailer, and I think the other trailer worth mentioning that dropped during the Super Bowl is probably the Infinity War trailer. So I know I speak for probably everyone here that. They don't really need to show us anything else, right? I mean, we're all in, right? We're ready. DEFCON uh, 5. They showed 10 seconds and just, like, flashed all the characters in a 10-second trailer, and I would have been like, where do I sign up for the tickets right mm-hmm. now? I'm about to go stand outside in this long line. They, I mean, I would just be – I'm just ready to go. Take all right. my money, yes. Take my money. Take my money. If Black Panther made $242 million in four days, Infinity War is going to make – Five hundred billion dollars in one day. I mean, it's going to be nuts, right? That's my prediction. Opening weekend is five hundred and three point two billion dollars. Did Black Panther really make two hundred and forty-two million in its opening weekend? Tom, two hundred and forty-two million. It had the highest Monday of all time. Wow, that's. I, I'm going to predict it now. Um, I think Black Panther is going to beat Infinity War. What? In opening so weekend, too. you in might be right. I believe so too. Yeah, wow. maybe not as uh, at the end, but for opening weekend, I'm going to say Black Panther is going to do more than Infinity War. Now, well, I think I think it was clever that they released it during Black History Month. Oh, that was totally like, intentional. I didn't understand how the first Captain America movie was cool. They didn't release it on July 4th, but they they released it in July. You know, Independence Day, America, all that bull crap. I think that actually, I mean, not only that, it's like, ooh, it's a black hero, let's go. And a bunch of people already like this character. So I feel like that have probably helped as well. Oh, it to absolutely release the movies did. in times or periods that make sense if you have a character that has some type of connection to something cultural. True. Like, you know, to me, I don't understand why any Captain America movie wouldn't come out in July. Right. Or at least if they could have got July 4th, why not July 4th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I this Black Panther thing is like a cultural event. This is more than a movie. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, I've been twice now, and it's been sold out both times, and the crowd's been cheering, hooting, hollering the whole time. It's it's really something like I haven't really seen. Yeah. There was a guy in a daishiki in my screening. Nice. Awesome. Oh, just a guy. Just one guy. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was all by himself. Okay, so for the. Well, being a cosplayer, so I went to KatsuCon this weekend. I probably have, I had 30 Black Panthers, a bunch of uh, Aroros, and a bunch. So I've seen all of the characters from before I even watched the movie. There were, I saw wait, all there the were people, people, cos- <laughs> like, like they literally, people had the whole thing. Like this whole group of girls at KatsuCon, like. I don't know if they were wearing ball caps or they shaved their head. I was they just going to ask like, if if they yes. anyone was there as the Dora Maje. Yes, that's yes. awesome. Yes. Dora Maje. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. So there was Okio or oh, how would you say her name? Oh, is it Okia? Okoyo? Okia. Yeah, she was there. That's I mean, awesome. Pretty much every character you could think of. Um, and of course, a couple of a lot of T'Challa's because it's always going to be a lot of the main characters. So mm-hmm. I actually saw a lot of people, and then I saw just a lot of people dressing up in general. And then you know, I'm pretty sure every person is going to be doing that handshake now. Right. They all going to be like handshaking and going, "Oh, it, 
like crossing their arms at the end when it's all said and done. of forever. I don't think that's gonna go away. Right. Um, but weren't we supposed to be discussing Infinity War? Yeah, we definitely got sidetracked with Black Panther talk because Jay Money just got out of the movie. But yeah, so the Infinity War trailer, <laughs> Jay Money, what was your impressions of that trailer? Well, fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved it. That's really all you need to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I get my Han Solo uh, impression? Sure, real quick. Go ahead. Loved it. Loved it. I This movie looks... A hundred times better than it has any right to look. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. I, and I think Jeff would agree with you, too. It looks way better than we expected. Yes. I did not expect this at all, and I am so excited for it. I think it's going to be amazing. Wow. I'm excited to see, like, some unison attacks. Like, you know, um, where one character is doing something and the other person, like, if somebody tosses the other person, kind of like they do in video games when you have, like, a a tag team i'm wondering if they're gonna do any unison attacks because those are just cool like if like chewbacca Dr. Strange, pick, chew- like cast a spell and then somebody else does something I think oh i thought you were talking about solo i'm like you mean chewbacca is gonna pick up han and throw him at an imperial stormtrooper or no. something <laughs> no infinity wars i want to okay. see unison attacks between you know because that's one of the things in the comic books with even though it is Infinity Wars and they have all the characters, most people know about the Avengers and certain team ups and certain team members and the Defenders and all of that. Well, stuff. don't forget the very famous combo attack from Colossus and Wolverine in the X Men books, the Fastball Special, where Colossus mm-hmm. would throw Wolverine like a baseball. So, and what about Hawkeye and uh, Ant Man? Yep, that's a classic, absolute classic mm-hmm. combo. They actually they did that in uh, Civil War. Oh, that's right. I just want to see uh, Tony Stark and Rocket interact in some way. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Putting, putting two arrogant people in a room together will be funny. Because Rocket isn't really arrogant. He kind of plays like that because he doesn't want anybody to know he's all soft and squishy. Or actually to see Groot interact with somebody other than Rocket. Yep. What's going to be interesting is well. everybody calling Rocket a raccoon and him getting really pissed off about it. Because that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is yeah. a raccoon? <laughs> I'm just curious as if um, Cap has new vibranium shield gauntlet things. Who else will get some upgrades? Who else will get? Will Rocket get a cool vibranium blaster gun? I can tell you one How thing. Winter, they're going to take all of that. Winter Soldier is going to get a cool vibranium arm. I can promise you that. Oh, yeah. oh. So many possibilities, so many awesome possibilities. <laughs> and I'll bet his arm will transform into shit because the vibranium seems to be able to do that. It's going to be awesome. He can do a lot. Oh, Watch and his- uh, by the way, uh, you guys know you know all the criticism of Thanos. <laughs> you know how he's just he has a bald head, doesn't have the armor on or anything. Right. There have been some toys released this week, uh, some some leaks of uh, packaging for some of the Infinity War toys. And on that packaging, on uh, three boxes, I believe, Thanos is wearing a huge set of, like, this ornate armor. Yeah. So, I mean, now, it you know, doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it'll be in the movie, because, you know, there's always toys that have crazy armors and stuff, but... I mean, I I guess for me playing a video game, like, the, um, I think it was um, Marvel Superheroes a long time ago... When you got to the end stage and they had the soul stones, I always just thought it was a purple dude in a weird helmet with like a gold, a big gold like 
arm thing on at the boots and like a weird cape. Like I never really paid attention to it. So to me, if they just give him a big gold ornate collar, no one will notice the fact that he's not fully armored because a lot of people, unless they were like, I got into comic books later. So I only had exposure to him through video games. And in the video games, it was just a purple dude with like orange and yellow on like a dick. Like right. it wasn't even a necklace. It was kind of like how the Green Ranger has that gold thing mm-hmm. over his thing, I guess, to show that he was the leader because eventually the Red Ranger got it too. So that's what I that's what I imagine. He has like this big gold Power Ranger shoulder pad brace. Well, I know I know the Thanos Lego maxi figure that's coming out is him with the helmet and the armor. So I think at some point he's going to have the armor. He may not have it through the whole movie, but maybe for the end fight. As long as he has the gauntlet, I don't really give a shit. That's what I was about to say. Who cares about the armor? Because the gauntlet that, you know, can steal soul energy and all the other stuff is probably the most important. Because he's pretty much not going to be that fearsome without the five stones. Six. Or the gauntlet. Six. You're right. Six. (laughs) We don't know where that soul stone is yet. You got all the DC bros going, uh, you know, it just looks like a purple Bruce Willis. <laughs> Stupid. They kind of do look like a purple Bruce Willis. yippee ki motherfucker. They might be right. It's like a purple Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a purple Josh Brolin. Yeah. They made him. They made his face look like Josh Brolin, I've noticed, slowly but surely. But that's fine, because he's voicing him, so that makes sense. Yeah, so we're all excited for Infinity War. Not really much else you need to know. I do think they, J-Money and Akita, they do hint in the trailer. You see Doctor Strange, like, casting a spell, and then Iron Man, like, swooping up behind him. So maybe that's, like, a combo attack that they're working out. I don't know. I'm sure that that's going to happen. You're going to see everybody working together to beat this guy. Like a tag team finishing move? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean wonder what they're going to be fighting is he going to be summoning things from other dimensions for them to fight well he's you got know, they don't want to kind of like show any of that they kind of just show like big rings him yeah. and then they show all i mean they show the the wakanda scene where they're all running but we don't actually see any of the enemies so i imagine it would be something but i'm just hoping they don't do some really janky horrible cgi and it's like some flying monkeys from wizard of the Oz well or the ch- i think the, the chitari are back they're playing a part in this and also he's got his quote unquote children proxima midnight and all those characters those are all like his generals they're going to be there but there was yeah. also rumors he was going to bring back like old Marvel villains like red skull and ultron and shit like that i don't know how that's going to happen but that was another rumor or That'd I wonder cool. if they'll do some weird thing where they actually get some because of, you know, the Tesseract being given away by Loki and Thor being in there, they actually could have like enemies from the Bifrost too. Mm-hmm. Like it could be enemies from any dimension since those what appears to be gates mm-hmm. are there. So with that it could be I mean, enemies from Thor universe or anything. I hope Hella don't show up somehow. Imagine oh, that'd be awesome. I, lo- see, I, I, awesome. I loved Hella, so I would be happy if Hella appeared. It's actually not Chitari, Tom. Oh, it's not? Uh, in the trailers, you do see the enemies that are running towards Cap and, and Black Panther and the Wakanda scenes. They're uh, these four-armed alien creatures that I believe are called the Outriders or hmm. Outlanders. It's one of it's Thanos' army. Okay. Yeah. It's from one of the comics. I don't remember which I one. I guess I just it. assumed because the Chitari were kind of working for him in the first Avengers movie that they'd be back again in this one. But I got, that makes sense that yeah, they'd have no. new villains. They want to make different toys. So that makes sense. 
Yeah, it, it is the it's the Outriders. You can Google those, and they change the design for the movie, but they still have forearms. Right. I mean, we don't know what they're gonna do with the movie, but since they have so much mythos to gather from, it would be really awesome. Since you know they have the warriors from Wakanda, if we got to see like some Valkyries mm-hmm. from Asgard, that would be really cool. I'm mm-hmm. I'm all down about seeing some. They could have winged helmets on or whatever. I think that would be cool. Because he's trying to destroy the universe. So at that point, you need to pull everything out. Everybody need to show up. People that don't even have superpowers going to be there. I mean, <laughs> Lil Wayne might even be there for no reason. Like, why is he here? Well, we're running out of options because, yeah, this guy is pretty evil. So everybody in. Come on, Britney Spears. <laughs> Tom, did they show Ant-Man in the trailer? I didn't see him, no. But no, I'm sure. they did not. Maybe he was really tiny. There you go. couldn't see him. That's what everyone says. He was says. actually in the Wakanda right. thing. <laughs> you just can't tell. And he was running, but he was actually on one of the other people's shoulders, mm-hmm. and we couldn't see him. That's what I'm going to say. He was in there. We just didn't see him. But Wasp isn't, because that takes place after this, right? No, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is actually supposed to take place right after Civil War. The sequel to Ant-Man is going to take place before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Even though it... The movie releases after, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, okay. All right. Which so the wasp be could be in this. She could be. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense if they tried to do Ant Man after you know, like some big super evil being like Thanos almost is going to halfway destroy the world. Right. Like I don't think the I think I don't think Ant Man would be like walking around actual streets that would be nice. I think it's going to be a lot of damage. <laughs> no, I think and I think at the end of this movie it's most be a lot of casualties. Yeah, I was going to say most of them are going to be dead at the end of this movie. So Ant-Man yeah. probably won't be walking around. And if I recall, he killed a lot of characters cuz I still I got to go read. Well, in Infinity Gauntlet he, he kills everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. I so. I have to reread it now. Yeah, I can be prepared. Yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be some heartbreaking moments in this movie. In the original comic, did Iceman make it? <laughs> yeah, he escaped to your freezer. All right, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's Infinity War. All right. Well, why don't we move on to Black Panther? There are other trailers we could talk about, but we want to talk about this movie, don't we? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Yeah, right, sure. I didn't see it either. The question is, I how have... many times have you seen it? That's the question. Jay Money's you gone twice already. Once, I've only been once. So... Yeah, I've so... only been once so far, but I fully intend to see it again. I've been twice. The uh, first time I went in 3D XD. Oh, wow. And then the second time I went in just regular XD. Nice. And I got to say, the 3D was outstanding. I bet. It is. I saw it in 3D XD the first time with the little lounger chairs. Yep. Um, the only thing I didn't do that I usually do is get a margarita because the theater that I go to has margaritas. And oh, I'm so jealous. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Reclining chairs. I've got the reclining chairs now, but no bougie. I still have to sneak in my uh, nips. <laughs> Jesus. And the uh, the Bud Light, you know, the uh, margaritas, the limeritas, how they're in that little eight-ounce can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are easy to sneak in your uh, your jacket. I mean, that's not that I condone that. No. I mean, yeah, not that we condone it, but that's why the big ass purse exists. There you go. Fuck that. I condone it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jeff, you've seen it, obviously. Uh, yes, I have. Did you see it in the big comfy lounger chairs, too? I sure did. I have Beautiful. not been to that theater yet. I'm so jealous. I got to go see it. Something. It was a program. 
I know. Well, I don't like that it's assigned seating. I'm not a fan of that assigned seating shit. I, I'm the, that's the biggest thing I'm a fan of. You can show up right at 8 o'clock for an 8 o'clock show. Exactly. And nobody's going to be sitting in your seat, and if they are, you tell them to get the F out of your seat yep. just like yeah. that, and no questions asked. Right, but... Being a person that, like, works until a certain point, like, if I don't reserve mine before, I'll be sitting all the way in it. I'll be sitting at the front of the screen getting a neck... My neck would be getting like a neck break i'll be like oh man i gotta put some of those rings that they wear those gold braces to hold my neck up so i can watch the screen <laughs> put a big dish in your lip yeah <laughs> i mean i love it i buy all my tickets online. well I yeah i guess it makes sense for that but i i guess if you don't reserve your seats fast enough you're gonna miss out on the good ones you know what i mean It also depends on what theater you go to and what day it is because they have like nine half price days and then some people work during certain days. So there are hours even for this movie where the hours aren't peak. And since you can actually because I went to Cinemark, you can use like an app. It's pretty easy to purchase your tickets in the app and then pick where you want to sit. All right. Well, that's Um, what I'll do. Recline chairs. So it's like. You're either reserving this recline chair over there or getting that other recline chair. It's not like the normal seating that yeah. used to be in the movie theater. It's not a bad was... seat, right? Yeah. Uh, no, the weird not... thing is, though, Tom, is you, have, you can't put your trash underneath your seat anymore. I never did that anyway. Oh, I always did. Well, I, I worked in a movie theater, so I, I feel for right. those people. I, I did, too, and so I never did that either. No. So I what I do, but now the funny thing is that everyone's bringing their trash to the regular trash, but they're not emptying it enough. So the thing's just like falling all over the floor. Right. Savages. But that's better than having to go like sweep a whole movie theater. Cause I don't know if you've ever swept like a whole movie theater and all no. the popcorn kernels. I would rather it be like just trash in a pile. Yeah. In a pile there. What I do is I get to see at the very, you know, end of the row or the, first seat so there's that little space between your seat and the wall and i can throw my trash there and you're awful you're so inconsiderate of others trash man all right well we're getting sidetracked let's reel it back to our main topic so what did everyone think i'm going to go around the room here starting with our lovely guest akita oaki on a scale of one to five five being a perfect movie and yes, you can do 4.5 if you don't feel like assigning it a perfect score. What did you think of Marvel's Black Panther? I give it a 100. Okay. So <laughs> on the, a scale of 1 to 5, it's not even on a scale for me. It's just like awesome. Awesome. So there is, I mean, it's beyond a 5. Way, way beyond a 5. Wow. Okay. How about you, Mr. Jeff Carter? I loved, love, love Black Panther. I give it a 4 out of 5. I take a point off just for some minor nitpicks, uh, some some bad CGI here and there, mm-hmm. and some pacing issues. But other than that, it was a fantastic blend of traditional African culture, Afrofuturism, Jack Kirby comic book artwork come to life. It had James Bond elements in there. Mm-hmm. It had Rocky Three elements in there. Definitely, it just felt like this was a start of a new era for marvel movies yeah, right this felt like the beginning of phase four didn't it and, and it actually still had a diverse cast considering mm-hmm. most of the cast was black because you had like african-americans blacks that were british yeah, and then I, you had like actual africans so i thought that was cool that even with that 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 even though it was an all-black cast it was still very diverse mm-hmm. and that from they were all from different cultures like you know different tribes yeah 
Yeah, That's different cool. tribes. So I really, I really appreciate that. And they pulled a lot of people out that I really, really like because I really like the guy from Black Mirror a whole bunch and Get Out. Like I seen him in that first, so I was very happy to see him in Black Panther. Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really good. This whole cast is fantastic. I was gonna say it was an amazing cast. I don't think there was Michael, a bad casting in the bunch. Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger is probably mm-hmm. shot to like the top of the list of Marvel Cinematic Universe villains. Mm-hmm. He was just so compelling. He had such a great backstory. All right, well, you're getting ahead of me before I can ask you these questions. You're answering them. <laughs> let me, All right. Let me, <laughs> let me cue Jay Money and get his impressions. Jay Money, on a scale of one to five, what did you think of this movie? Dude, just let yourself out, okay? I got to do this podcast. Just go. Go. What? Sorry, Tom. What? What the hell was that? Oh, Bill. Oh, God. Dr. Bill strikes yeah. again. <laughs> 4.9 stars. Wow. 4.9 out of 5. I loved it. Now, why why not a perfect score then? What, what? Uh, the CGI rhinos. Yeah. Oh, God. They were bad. Yeah. yeah that was the only <laughs> thing I had wrong with the whole movie. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give this movie a solid 4 out of 5. I said before it came out, I said, I bet you this will be top 5 Marvel movies. And I'm sticking to that. I think it is a top five Marvel movie. It was amazing. Visually stunning. Had a really great message at the end, and it didn't come across too preachy. I really enjoyed it. Not your typical superhero movie, and I appreciated that as well. Unlike unlike Ant-Man, unlike Ant-Man, which was not your typical superhero movie and did not execute properly, this this did. This did. Hey, I'm allowed to have my opinion. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're I'm allowed s- to have your wrong opinion. Yes. That's right. It, it can be wrong. <laughs> I'll still have it. Go ahead, Akita. What were you saying? What I appreciate the, is the fact that finally uh, children of color have something to be proud of to mm-hmm. see when they go watch this movie. And I think a lot of the movie was very something that a lot of people of color can relate to because the warriors or the women in there that reminds me of my mother who was a single parent who was a warrior who slaved and worked like 14 hour shifts in a factory like i could never imagine doing that so i feel like a lot of people of color can see themselves in the characters in some way it's a lot of it in the movie even though it's you know afro futuristic or whatever that actually touches home in a lot of ways for people when they look at the characters Mm -hmm. and i could really appreciate that because i like how they had his sister doing science because you know girls not just girls of color just girls in general aren't encouraged to be programmers or do science so i feel like they tackled a lot of issues that doesn't just affect people of color but women and other oppressed groups in america so Mm -hmm. I was really proud that they did it because they could have did it in a really wonky way and it could have been really terrible because being a comic book reader, I know they've tried to add diversity and add characters that, you know, are Latina and add characters that are, you know, you got Miles Morales. So, you know, they've tried to, but a lot of times the writing can come off as being very stereotypical Mm -hmm. because they're writing from the perspective of some of the writers that are writing aren't actually a person of color so they're writing from their stereotypical lens of what they think it looks like for miles morales mother to be spanish when there is those no stereotypical head rolling spanish mothers but that's not 
the majority. Right. And I feel like I did enjoy the part when Michael B. Jordan's character came in and he had the glasses on and he was showing that he was educated. Like it was like he went to college, which is not something usually that you would even consider or doing. So I like that they tried to show not just that he was just a kid from the hood, from a bad ghetto or anything. They really gave the character a dimension and tried to show that he was educated and black. Well, it, you know what I liked, I, I loved about his character, and Jeff touched on this. He was, hands down, he's the best Marvel villain they've done in any of the movies since Loki. I love Loki. I will always have a special place in my heart for Loki. But Killmonger was outstanding. He was fully developed you actually understood his motivation. You kind of felt for the guy at points. You kind of felt like maybe he had a right to what he was going after. And you could sympathize with him, which made him a real person. He wasn't one of these two-dimensional, carbon-copy, hacky villains. He was legit. And, man, Michael I B. Jordan was it. awesome. He was he yeah. acted the shit out of that character. He, he did an awesome job. Yeah, because you can get this dimension where villains are just evil for no reason. Right. And I kind of hate that when it's like a villain that's just like, I hate the world. Except for if it's something like, you know, obviously Hela is like the, the goddess of hell of death. So that makes sense for her to be a character that has no light in her heart. But like other villains who are just evil and then you don't really know why they're evil, especially if they didn't have anything that really happened to them to make them break into something where that would happen where they would just become evil. It's just like, why are you evil? You're just doing it because you think it's cool to be in with the villain team or something. Mm. So, he yeah, had I, I, didn't, I didn't want him to die. Yeah, well, you know, it, but it was cool that the way he chose to die and the line that he said where he, he said, why, so I can be locked up? He's like, no, nah, I'll, I'll die like my ancestors when they wanted to jump off the ship and they'd rather die than be in shackles for the rest of their life. Like that was yeah, really, just, that was a powerful was moment. I, was very, like, I just thought he was such a cool character. I would love to see him be redeemed and like come back as a, I don't know, a hero. Unfortunately, you he saw how many scars were on his body. I don't think there was any redeeming that guy. <laughs> he killed yeah. a lot of fucking people. Anytime you have a, a villain who you say, you know what, this guy might be right. You know, he might have a point. Right. It's, it's always far more interesting and complex. And, you know, the whole thing about Wakanda having all this vibranium and all this amazing technology and weaponry and, and medical uh, advancements. And they keep and it to themselves. Have, yeah. And they keep it to themselves. And you have you have black people all over the world being oppressed and in poverty and, and struggling. And why, why haven't Wakanda helped these people? Why haven't they, you know, helped shared the wealth, yeah. shared the wealth. Right. And so. A lot of but messages. Actually, the rage clouded his, his, uh, his good intentions. And I feel like even if they would have redeemed him and, and he wouldn't have died, that he would have tried again. Well, but that scene now, her. I would have been okay with that because then he would have been a very Loki-esque character. Because Loki is like that. I mean, Loki keeps surviving and keeps betraying everyone. But that's one of the things you love about Loki. He could have he been that kind of... He the team that helps him win yeah. for the time being. He'll be a good guy when it serves right. purpose for him. Kill, Killmonger, I mean, day. he could have survived and he could have taken on that role of, okay, I'll I'll bide my time and I'll play along, I'll play nice for now and... You know, but honestly, you're not going to top that performance. You're not going to top that story. So he went out the way he should have went out, even though, and I was sorry to see Claw die as well, but Claw needed to die for the story. 
It was important yeah. for Claw, even though I loved the Claw character and I enjoyed where they were, where Andy Serkis took that character. It was important for him in order for Killmonger to get his ticket into Wakanda, if you will. He had to have the body of Claw to buy his way in. So it was in, it was important for the story, and therefore I can forgive that. But it, it sucked that they killed, the, I think, two of the coolest villains in the Marvel MCU. And now if we have a Secret Wars movie, if, we can't have Claw. Well, I mean, the, even, even if they wouldn't have killed his character, the fact he did things that was re- unredeemable. I mean, he, he killed Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if y'all forgot about that. And technically... He dies in everything. That's true. He, he, he almost killed T'Challa, too. Yeah. And, like, if he wouldn't have jumped up when he did, he probably would have killed his sister. No, no, no. He shot his girl in the head, the mm-hmm. one he was with. So I'm pretty sure. And I, and it's some murders that I just don't think he would have been redeemable. And I don't think anyone would have trusted him. He would have still been an outsider and an outcast because of the way he chose to do things. But I understand they did create this problem. But I just don't think it would have been all happy and let's skip off and have ice cream. If yeah. He no, was there, like, was no for, there was no the happy ending for there was no happy ending for him. Merciful was that as messed up as it sounds, the father was merciful. It right. didn't tie up loose ends, which would have been even crappier to kill a kid. But yeah, but T'Chaka created him, you know, by leaving him behind. He created him. Doris Whitaker looked like he walked right off the set of Rogue One and grabbed a different staff onto this movie. He was literally the same. He was Saw Guerrero. Yeah. (laughs) Without the breathing device. Right. He just grabbed a different staff, and he was basically the same exact character. And he died. I guess I have some other questions about the cultural aspects. What did y'all think about the waterfall scene and the whole battle for Kate? Which one? The Um, first one when they were challenging him. When they challenged, or when uh, the Jabari tribe came down and the leader challenged him. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was visually spectacular, and there was a lot of tension, and a lot of intensity, and fight was savage, and yeah, it was great. And it also set up for later on in the movie when he, uh, you know, ultimately helped him out and kind of re- he redeemed himself. That character, it set up that, so that was nice. I did think it was funny when he said he was a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> he told Everett Ross he was going to eat him. No, we're just kidding. We're vegetarians. When he was gonna say, he was gonna have his children eat. Right, he was gonna feed them to his children. That's the actor who plays Baku, Winston Duke. He is a he nailed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many great standouts in this movie. I mean, Letitia Wright as Shuri, the uh, T'Challa's sister. She like stole the show. So funny and feisty, and with her gadgets and uh, all, all, all I all I know is Lupita Luongo is distractingly attractive like i can't even look at her in a movie because her skin doesn't even look like like it just looks like it's made out of dark chocolate she she looks like she looks like that happened she looks like a fake person like she's so pretty and perfect that she doesn't even look real it's it's distracting that's why when she's maz canada i'm fine because you don't have to look at her you just hear her voice you know but she Mm -hmm. wookie that's right She's got Tom, a Wookiee is fetish. his sister the current Black Panther in the comics? T'Challa's Black Panther in the comics. What are you talking about? Well, because well, I know I've seen online like there, there's been a female Black Panther, at least in the last 10 years. If yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, Jay. Yeah. She, she is? 
or she was. I'm pretty sure. She I was. mean, she probably temporarily would have, like, if to, if T'Challa was missing, that would send the nation into like a frenzy. So I can see with it being her technology, if that's really what it would be. If yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a female black that Panther. she would put the suit on, and you know, parade at him. So nobody mm-hmm. knows while they're looking for him if he was missing or something. Well, no, because she clearly has boobs in the female Black Panther suit. I mean, but in the movie, I would imagine they would do something where if she can make a suit that literally materializes from a necklace, she could probably make it where it makes you taller and makes right. you look like and something f- else. fills you out. I would imagine right. it would feel... Like when they had that Power Ranger that was a little kid, and whenever he would transform, he would like grow from the waist up and turn into like a full sized person, which was really weird when they had the little kid Ranger. So I would imagine they would be able to do that. The only person that we haven't spoke about their gorgeousness is Angela Bassett. It's like she's not aging. You know? Yeah. Like she she doesn't she? age. Yeah, you're right. If you didn't, if she didn't have the white hair, I mean, she wouldn't know that she was the age that she is. I mean you still wouldn't be able to tell, but that's like the strange thing with people of color. My grandmother is turning um, 85 on the 22nd, and, I mean, she barely has any gray hair. She obviously has wrinkles, but you would never guess that she's going to be 85. Well, happy birthday, Grandma Owaki. Yes, yes. So it's definitely a weird thing where it's like, I would come out and be like, I'm 200, and people would be like, what? You don't look a day over 25. You're blessed. Well, you would never believe that Tom is going to be 55. Shut up. Not at all. I believe it. Shut up, both of you. Thank you, Akita. All right, so let's move on. What is I, I want to know two things. First, I want to know your favorite part of the movie. It can be a favorite scene. It can be a favorite character, favorite aspect. But what was your favorite thing about Black Panther, Akita Owaki? Okay, I'm trying to think out of all the scenes because I pretty much, pretty much loved any scene where... Any scene where Chadwick Boseman had his shirt off? No, no, I wasn't going to say that. But those scenes were nice, too. I think one of my favorite areas is when they when, when, when the fighting starts to kind of really break out is when they're in a casino. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty that was a pretty badass thing. That's when you got to see... Just seeing oh, them fighting, oh. like, with... with um, they basically had formal clothes on, and, and that's when you get to see all the cool stuff mm-hmm. that her weapon could do. Yeah, Okio like, kicked oh. ass. <laughs> I knew she was going to kick ass. I was so excited yeah. for her. So I definitely, I would say out of the fight scene, I would say the casino was probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like uh, the female leads really took, because obviously I'm going to be like, woo, girl power, yeah, that's right. power <laughs> type deal. So I definitely love the casino scene. Awesome. What about you, Jeff? I, I loved, I know this is not really part of the movie, but I loved the uh, opening history lesson that was done with like the, the black sand. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Given the history of Wakanda, that was amazing looking. It was so beautiful. Showing you um, all the, the five tribes and how they split off. Yeah. and yeah. I actually enjoyed the world building and the dialogue sequences a lot more than the action in this movie, surprisingly. Not that the action is bad. No, but, but you you know what? You're kind of right because n- most Marvel movies has that big like airport and Civil War type scene, that big action scene, that the penultimate uh, scene. This really didn't have one of those, but it had a lot of cool little action scenes, but a lot, like you said, a lot of character building, a lot of world building, and it none of it was wasted. It was really well done. 
It was a very personal movie that, you know, T'Challa's relationship with his father gets complicated and he realizes that, you know, maybe he has to do better than the previous Black Panthers and open the borders and open the technology of Wakanda to other people. And uh, his relationship with his sister was amazing. And his relationship with Lupita Nyong'o was great. Okoye was amazing. The the whole Dora Malaje. I just love learning about the culture of Wakanda and seeing the characters interact. And yeah, the casino scene was also yeah. pretty amazing. The car chase after oh, the car well. chase was outstanding. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I love that. Good, I love a good car chase. That one was really fun, especially because Shuri was involved. You know, even though she was technically not there, but she was like you know holographically there. In and the, the part when the car disintegrates and you just see uh, <laughs> Eden Yango rolling with with the steering wheel down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! And and freaking Denai Guerrera jumps on on the the door and slides on the door. <laughs> She's so awesome. She was great. You know, the um the biggest laugh in my theater was was when uh, Shuri made fun of uh, T'Challa's sandals. Yeah, that was oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> that oh was yeah, good. everybody laughed in my theater too yeah. when they made fun of the uh, when they made when she made fun of his sandals. Yeah, everybody was cracking up. How about you, Jay Money? What's your favorite part of Black Panther? Uh, my favorite scene was definitely the uh, car chase scene. Oh, that was so well done. Yeah, I wish I could have watched that go on for about four hours. I was saying to a friend of mine, when they do the Blu-ray, hopefully there's an extended cut, and I hope there's even more car chase. Like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I love the Acura. It. it was just awesome. The whole what was thing. it Alexis? I think it was Alexis. Yeah, she was yeah. an Alexis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was freaking awesome. Oh, my God. And how he was, he's, like, riding the top of the car, and then when yep. it, she's about to hit the thing, and he, he reaches down with his claw, grabs the, the street, side. and, and oh t- tips the car. So, oh, it's just, it was so well done. Yeah, Very well done. Amazing. And speaking of that part when they were in Korea, I thought that it was really cool that she could speak Korean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, because you don't see that coming. Like, I mean, obviously they have been speaking, you know, African languages throughout the movie. But I thought that that was interesting that she could speak Korean. And she, you, we, we still don't know what type of what she was doing in Korea. Like, if she was there, what she was doing. Right. So that's like that kind of makes the backstory in your head about what you think she could have been doing in Korea. Well, I mean, they allude she's one of the war dogs. One of the Wakanda spies that's out in the world, and I get the impression she used to be part of the Dora Malaje, or at least you know might have been. They wanted her to be one, and she wanted to go out into the world and try to do more that way. She's a big influence on T'Challa. One of the things that's great about this movie, it's not just a superhero movie. Like his character develops, and you watch it happen over these two hours. Like she influences him. Learning the truth about his father and how he killed his brother and left behind Killmonger, little Eric, and abandoning him, that changes him. Like, all these things affect him, and you get to watch him develop, and it's amazing. It's not like a typical movie where, okay... But it also made me wonder if they're going to go the the storm route. What do you mean? Like, if if, if he's going to end up with Storm. Wow, they there's a lot a lot has to happen before that. They they can't even do that until the Disney box yeah. happens anyway. Yeah, once the merger takes place, it's they got to wait I think a year or 18 months. So in months. 2025, we're going to finally see the Queen of Wakanda. 
I think hopefully they don't cast Holly Berry. I'm sorry. No, I think Lupita Nyong'o's character is going to be your queen, your future queen of Wakanda, and I'm fine with that. I don't think they need to do, go that route. They don't have to copy the comics. The comic to a T. No, I just wonder because for people of color who really like these characters, that's one of the staple things of the power couple of him being with Storm. Yeah, you but know, Storm is powerful enough on her own, you know, without yeah, T'Challa. So I don't think, I mean, it would be kind of cool. I'm sure eventually when they do merge those universes and the X characters are introduced into the MCU, you will see an interaction between T'Challa and Storm, whoever plays Storm. But I don't think they're going to go that route, and that's fine. They don't need to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, okay, now I'm going to ask you your least favorite part of this movie. Because, okay. Akita, I know you said it's a hundred on a scale of one to five, but there must be something. You got to give me something about it that you didn't like. Well, it's not literally something that I didn't like. I wouldn't say that it's something that I dislike about the way the movie is made. I would say it's something about the plot that pissed me off, but the disliking of it is just like how people were like, okay, he's the new king. And they kind of. I mean, I understand that they were stuck in tradition, but that kind of like, but I guess it's not really something that I I understand that it was a conflict. So I would say I don't like that part about the plot. I can't say there's anything that I don't like about the movie other than, I mean, I was so mystified by all of it that I didn't notice the crappy rhino. If it was one, (laughs) I was just like, oh shit, they about to get attacked by rhinos. That was about it. Because I guess I don't expect CG to be perfect because there were scenes in Thor when Hela was like doing her crazy flips where she completely turned into like a CG. Yeah, she looked like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And awkward. So the least of my worries would be their like bad rhino because Hela fight scenes, even though that was an awesome movie. She looked pretty awful when she was twisting and contorting and turning mm. into like it was about as good as uh, Holly Berry's Catwoman <laughs> CG oh. to me. Ouch! But it didn't distract from the movie, so I don't know. Okay, how about you, Jeff Carter? Something you didn't like about the Black Panther? There's a a big battle at the end with rhinos, and uh, you could have left the rhinos out, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was they had a cute moment when uh, the rhino charged uh, Okoye, and she just like put her hand out and started <laughs> he licking her because it was her, you know, her boyfriend's her rhino, pet, right? Yeah. So that was good. I mean, I, and I thought they looked. I don't think they looked bad at all. I thought they looked good, but maybe they tried to typical comic book movie needs a big battle at the end. I think maybe they tried to like overcompensate a little bit, but um, and then. I don't think they, now that you say something about the rhino, I guess that's one thing that I don't like. They didn't actually, like, after she stopped the rhino from, like, wrecking any more havoc, she -hmm. wasn't, like, pissed at her boyfriend that he, like, had rhinos hit. Because the rhinos were hitting the other bald chicks, like, basically. And they probably, unless they made out of vibranium... <laughs> Did not make it. They got fucked up. Part two. <laughs> right. So that I was that I was a little bit like cuz it would have been different if they just like beat them up or broke their arms or like injured them, but I think a rhino is definitely being, you know, horned by a rhino is you're not coming back from that mm-hmm. kind or not unless you got that root got the power of the panther. So. Well, she did tell her boyfriend that she would kill him <laughs> over Wakanda. Choose between him and Wakanda. She's going to choose Wakanda. So, and this is a minor nitpick, but um, I really felt like I, I wish the final fight was just them more in actual physical suits, just having a one-on-one battle in like a different location. Because 
because there was a little bit too much CG in that final conflict for me. But uh, you mean when they were in the train tunnel and the yeah, mag- when they were falling when they're falling into the train tunnel, that yeah. was a little the CG was a little rough there. But yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see more Bozeman in in, a, in the practical suit, more just doing or a stuntman in the suit doing some work, you know, practical stunt work and stuff mm-hmm. like that, fighting. No, I think they actually made most of the actors. I mean, they did have other people, but I think they made most of the actors learn actual martial arts and mm-hmm. weapons training. So a lot of the spear spinning and kicking, and even if they had to do wires or something, most of the actors did most of that stuff. Well, I know Denai Guerrero did a lot of her own stunts, which was awesome. Yeah. Of course, she's used to that from being Michonne on Walking Dead, her, mm-hmm. her sword work on... Walking Dead, so she's no stranger to that stuff. So she was great. She was probably my favorite next to Killmonger because I obviously I loved Michael B. Jordan and the Killmonger villain. I think I enjoyed her character next to him uh, the most. She was great, and I'm and I'm proud that she did the Nebula. Mm. She, she actually <laughs> she shaved, shaved her, her head, head yet yeah. for the role, just like Nebula mm-hmm. did for Karen, hers. Karen Gillan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay Money. What didn't you like about Black Panther? Well, like I said before, the CGI rhinos were a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. And like me and Tom always talk about Kylo Ren, same thing in Black Panther. They keep taking the masks off all the time. You know, it's yeah. like, just keep the masks on. We know which character is which. <laughs> Tom knows exactly what I'm talking I about. I do, but I think in this case, he had the Black Panther suit on when it was appropriate, and then he didn't have it on when it was appropriate. I don't think there was, unlike Kylo Ren, who should just always have that helmet on, I don't think there was a moment where I thought to myself, all right, he should have the Black Panther mask on right now, and he well, does I felt like every time they, they wanted had him to... to see the emotion in his face, and yeah. he really can't with the mask. No, exactly. I agree. Like, the, like it yeah. doesn't... It's not like Spider-Man eyes that kind of like will. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know. Jump I just feel like every time they had to talk to each other during the fight, the mask had to come off. Well, but that was because of the train tunnel, because of the way the those magnet lights or whatever they were, they negated the vibranium. So when they were passing, the, I guess you know what I mean. The suits would malfunction, and then. And I think them talking through masks with the lines that they were delivering and the message of it for right. them. Would not really have been as unless the mask yeah. cover didn't cover as much of their face. I don't think it they could express the emotion with a CG. I, mask. I I get all that, but as a comic book guy, I just in the comics they didn't take the masks off when they fought. Right. And the only other thing I didn't like was that Claw died because, like I've said a million times, I want a Secret Wars movie and well, Claw should be in there. Yeah, but you. You know what? Infinity War is coming, and the gauntlet's coming, and a lot can happen. That's all I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> the gauntlet has the ability to bring people back to life. So you, I mean, you okay. could see Quicksilver come back to life. You could see a lot of things happen. I care less about Quicksilver, but I care a lot more about Claw. Mm-hmm. I agree. He was in my original Secret Wars. I know. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So those are the only minor, minor things I had. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, great. Dr. Bill did want me to say he said there was too much rap music. Oh, my God. <laughs> Typical Dr. Bill. I mean, it's kind of a movie about black people in urban culture. Like, you kind of can't have... That would be like having the reverse if you tried to do a movie that was like, this is white America with no country music. I was going to say... I don't think that actually works. <laughs> right. Or, like, no... You tell Makita. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was <laughs> like Thor with all the him. rock and roll music. I mean, you know, who? no one complained about that. 
I mean, That's come what on. What I said to him, so I just wanted Akita to, you know, yeah. kind of tell him that. Akita, Dr. Bill is the whitest white man on earth, so that's he's all you need to know about him. He'd probably drive a Prius. Like, he is Everett Ross. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's like a mayonnaise sandwich. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and by the way, kudos to him. The Everett Ross character was great in this movie as well. They were all good. But I thought I thought he had some standout moments. He, he even did a really good job in this because I thought he was kind of a throwaway character. And so was it Civil War? Was that the last movie he was in? I didn't even realize he was in that. Yeah, hmm. I didn't remember he him. Supposed to be an asshole, but he turned out to be a good character. Right? Yeah, he was a douche in Civil War, wasn't he, Jeff? Yeah. I mean, I think they just tried to throw an Agent Coulson in there and couldn't kill him, so they left right. Him. He, I did like him though. He seems um, like the new Agent Coulson character at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he was cool. Yep. He was cool. Cool. All right. Well, awesome. I will wrap things up with some recommendations. Let's see. Akita, what would you like to recommend to Not Nation out there? I would recommend for people to watch, if they have not been watching, if you are a fan of stuff like Black Mirror, to watch Electric Dreams or Altered Carbon. But I will also warn you that Altered Carbon is not for little kids. Yeah, I've <laughs> so had a hard time getting into that. Nudity. Yeah, it's it's hard to follow at times too. I find it's very complex. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. That's the word I'm looking for. It, it's it, it is very complex. I mean, it's visually it's beautiful. It's like you said, Jeff. It's probably the most expensive freaking Netflix show ever. It's crazy. It's the most expensive looking show period I've ever seen. Yeah, it's insane. It's very Blade Runner esque. It's got a lot mm-hmm. of Blade Runner elements visually. Yeah, yeah. but uh, narratively, it's kind of different. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that makes that actually ties into what we've been talking about with this uh, Black Panther movie with the cultural identity, because the, not that this is going to ruin anything for anybody watching it, but their sleeves. Start, I mean, w- how would you feel if you woke up and you were in a different body, but you had all your memories mm-hmm. and what do our physical shells like our skin color and all those things mean to us as people? Right. Like in general, like if you woke up and you were me, Tom, how, I mean, how would you? How would you take that? Well, you know. <laughs> like, would you try to continue to be sassy so nobody figured out that it wasn't me? Or would you have to, like, what, I don't, what would it be? It, it, would, know, it, it would take some adjustment. Concept. It would because take some it adjustment. Because makes you wonder, what is, what is people, their religious identity, their racial identity, their cultural identity? And I think that's why I brought that up, because I think it ties in well with the fact that we were talking about a movie that was very culturally have heavy and i feel like altered carbon is too outside of all of the janky and like hard to follow plot it is a very interesting and very high and complex concept yeah it's deep i, I will i will what agree. are you if you're not what you're used to being mm-hmm. like if you don't have the body you had are you still you yeah right are you still jewish are you still are you still a country fan are you still any of the things you were or is that just tied to your memory mm-hmm. cool how about you, Jeff? Any better myself, because that was going to be my recommendation to you. Altered Carbon on Netflix. All right. There you go. That's two recommendations for Altered Carbon. How about you, Jay Money? What you been up to? It's been a while since we've recorded, so I'm sure there's plenty you have to rec- recommend. Wait, but you, I'm sorry, Tom. Can I re- recommend one more thing? Absolutely. Comic book series. Uh, Wonder Woman and Conan has a crossover going on. Six-issue series. Number five just came out, and there's one more to go. It's uh, written by Gail Simone art by Aaron Lepresti. It's really cool. Really? Yep. Now see I this I love Wonder Woman, so I gotta check that out just for my um just for Wonder Woman. That's interesting because 
I think Marvel just got back the rights for Conan. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm sure they wouldn't be doing a crossover with Wonder Woman. So this must be pre-Marvel getting the rights back. That's cool. Check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's really cool. And Conan just comes across uh, Wonder Woman one day in, in uh, Samaria, and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have her costume on. She doesn't have any of her memories, and they like fight each other, and they fight other warriors and stuff. It's cool. Check yeah. it out. All right. How about you, Jay Money? What do you want to recommend? <laughs> what do you think I recommend, Tom? This weekend on the WWE Network, the pay-per-view Elimination Chamber, and the winner of this Elimination Chamber will be facing Brock Lesnar. For okay. the WWE Universal title at WrestleMania. So this has big WrestleMania implications. All right. And awesome. obviously D-Rock will be having a giant party for WrestleMania, as he did for the Royal Rumble. Cool. All good things. Well, I will recommend another Netflix show that I've been watching. I don't know if anyone else has checked this out. It's called The Travelers, and it stars Eric McCormick from Will & Grace fame. And it's pretty interesting. It's about time travelers from the future. And the future is bleak. And a meteor called Helios has hit the Earth and devastated the Earth and killed most of the population. And somehow the remaining humans have figured out a way to time travel, not physically, but send their consciousness back in time to inhabit other bodies. So these travelers are doing that. They're going back in time. And the cool thing is they're taking the bodies of people who were destined to die anyway. So what happens is because they're in the future, they know who dies and they know when they're going to die. So like about two or three minutes before their death, they send their consciousness into these human body hosts and take over their bodies and then avert dying like let's say they were going to get hit by a truck they turn around and walk the other way so they don't get hit by the truck and they survive and then they inhabit that body so they don't feel like they've technically killed them because they were going to die anyway it's very interesting it seems like it could be a lot of paradoxes because whenever you mess with time there's always some consequence oh and that may be addressed in the show you'd have to watch to find out but yes you're absolutely right akita it's very interesting it's a cool concept i'm i'm a big fan i'm into it i'm on like i'm so 11. i'm so confused right now what year is it <laughs> what day is it right it's been so long since we've recorded i'm not sure what day it is well, after that description of that Netflix thing, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and that's it. That's what I got uh. for recommendations. But it's good to be recording with you again, Jay Money. Thanks, Tom. And I want to thank our guests, Miss Akita Oaki. Oh, 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 and, oh, oh, oh. And Mr. Jeff Carter for filling in for the Deist of Rocks. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Appreciate no it. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it on behalf of my co-hosts. My name is Tom Vanzia. This has been Not Another Nerdy Podcast. Hopefully we won't be waiting another month to put out the next episode, but who knows. Until we talk again, bye-bye. 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 Peace out, homies. Peace out. Right, Tom. Talk to you soon. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye. Bye.